first podcast, learning to stand up. So I uh, didn't know what to do with this, so I, I decided doing it myself would be weird. So I invited a good friend, Shikara, to come over and told her to just ask me anything about what I'm doing. I'm going to so, grill you. Here she is. Get my bar- Barbara watches right, on. All right. I mean, uh, let's, let's do it. Okay. AMA. <laughs> so why stand up now? Is your life really this absurd? Absurd. Yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, my life has always been kind of absurd, but why stand up now? Because it's something I think I might enjoy, and I now have a lot of free time and uh, a lot of will to kind of improve myself. Okay. So in your blog, you kind of introduced yourself. You're 41. Yeah. Relationship status has kind of changed a yeah. bit from married Di- to not. Divorcing. <laughs> it's not final yet, but it will be soon. Okay. So do you think these life experiences at 41 make this the best time to pursue this rather than 10 or 15 years ago? Uh, no. Actually, my favorite saying of all time is, when is the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the second best time to plant a tree right now? So I can't do this 20 years ago, so I'm doing it right now. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. But I've kind of put it off because I have a lot of hang-ups, a lot of uh, fears. Public speaking has always been one. Being judged by people is a huge one. <laughs> and just super lazy most of the time. <laughs> I'll try to change try to change all of that, all that stuff. I mean, well, you really can't be lazy and stand up, right? No. No, it's it's hard work. People I don't know what they think about it. I don't think it's easy. Um, I don't think anyone who's even good at it thinks it's easy. I think it's a lot of work, but it's a labor of love and you know, I got to work at something. You may as well <laughs> like it. So, what drew you to comedy? Was there a person or an experience? Um, I've always thought I was pretty funny, and <laughs> <laughs> I think people around me have always kind of thought I was sort of funny, but lately a lot of good friends have been kind of pushing me in this direction. They've kind of tro- told me, I- I've heard from a few people, that I should just go ahead and try it. And I think, you know, they they had some kind of belief in me, so let's try or it. Or they don't, and they or just... Or they want to see me fall on the right. face, yeah. Were you the kid telling jokes? Were you the class clown? No, not in the class. Not <laughs> in front of the class, but in my small groups, yeah. In your circles? Yeah, it was, it's always been easy kind of for me to make groups of friends laugh. And that's what worries me the most, actually, is because I've never tried to do it by myself, where I write something and perform it mm-hmm. as a monologue. It's, it's never been my style. I'm more of a riffing off of people, playing off of people, and building off of what they say. And I, this is all new to me. Okay. Okay. Do you think it would be easier to connect with a small crowd or a bigger one? Oh, small, probably. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why open mics inherently start small. I mean, nobody, thousands of people don't pay to see open mics. Open mics you for free, and you, you suck, and <laughs> probably... And then you try not to suck so much until people want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> so how will you make yourself stand out? Because, I mean, stand-up <clears throat> isn't new. And there's all different kinds of people that are doing this. So how will you make yourself stand out? I don't know. I mean, i got to find my voice, I suppose. But the great thing about being here in Denver is that it's got a huge community of comedians. And you're right, there's no shortage. I see new people on these message groups every day. 
I see open mics where there's tons of people I've never heard of. There's open mics for days in Denver. Mm -hmm. Every day of the week pretty much has a dozen of them. So I guess how to stand out is to find my voice. And that's, that's really all anyone can do. Work at it and suck at it until it clicks. But I'm going to be trying to get advice from, from people who've done mm -hmm. it a lot longer because I am on a shorter time period than, than these kids today. Do you have any local mentors or, you know, anybody in comedy that you've reached out to? No, I did. Well, I, I've got local favorites mm -hmm. who I've seen, who I enjoy, but uh, I haven't yet reached out to anyone. What scares you the most about this? Are you scared to bomb? <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, no. I think I've listened to enough professionals to expect to bomb and to <laughs> know that that has to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, Henry Miller said in Tropic of Capricorn, I had attempted at the, at the beginning what a wise man would have done at the end. Had I succeeded, I would have been a monster. He understood that you have to fail a certain amount before you can achieve anything. I don't like that. And if you know anyone who's ever <laughs> failed, then you probably hate that person. It's true. So, no, I'm not afraid to bomb. I'm afraid that I will not have any ideas. That's, that's really what scares me is that I'm going to try to write something and nothing is going to come. But your life is that absurd, Matt. So <laughs> It's not funny absurd. It's kind of sad at the moment. You got to find the, the the funny and the sad, you know. Okay. People want. I mean, the the point of stand up is to take people on a twist, something that they haven't thought of. It's it's a different way of thinking about a common problem or a common situation, and that's what they practice. Mm -hmm. That's the the real skill is to to bring someone down a road and then turn them without their knowing it, without them seeing it coming. And I, I'm scared that that's going to be. Well, I'm not scared. I'm sure that's going to be the hardest part to learn. Are you a drunk or sober comedian? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a drunk anything. I don't drink terribly much. Um, I know a lot of, I've read a lot of blogs from young comedians who, a lot of them, they do get paid in open bar tabs or mm. a drink or two. A lot of them need it for the courage to get on stage. I may find myself in that position. Do you think that'll ruin times. it, though? I, I don't <laughs> think. Or will it help you? You know, like oh, loosen up and boy. connect I better. I think there's a certain amount I can drink. <laughs> then there's a tipping point where it goes from loose to can't remember what I was supposed to say. Mm. That's bad. And I, I hate the feeling the next day of, did I say something? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably drink a little bit just for the courage, the liquid courage. I don't like to be drunk and I don't think that's going to be my thing <laughs> <clears throat> but i'm open to it <laughs> what will you do the first time you get heckled <laughs> i will probably ignore it finish what i'm saying run away and cry because <laughs> it has to happen right? i think you know, i think taking on a heckler is an advanced move <laughs> it's true i feel like it's a compliment being heckled yeah almost oh, that really? they take the time to I mean, they're obviously paying attention. I they want to throw you off your game. But they're also really trying to sabotage what you're doing. They are. They're attention hungry as well. <laughs> <laughs> Does your son think you're funny? <laughs> uh, probably not. I think he's funny. 
and he got my sense of humor. I've, you know, been calling him the whole his whole <laughs> life. Um, so he cracks me up. We laugh together a lot, but I don't think if you asked him, he would say <laughs> that his dad is funny. He's supposed to be your first fan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm his biggest fan. It doesn't really work as well the other way around. <laughs> Maybe when they're young, but it, it wears off a little. He's uh, going to be a teenager any minute now. Are you ready for that? Well, he's a boy, and boys yes. are easier than girls, they say. They say, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I know that as a father, there's a certain terrifying factor to girl having mm-hmm. a girl. It's less terrifying with a boy, but it's still there. Uh, but no, I think he's a good kid. I think I've done a pretty good job, and I'm not really scared <laughs> of him being a teenager. I just, I just know I've been there. I had a rough teenage run. I know what he's going to go through. And I'm going to be there for him, whether he Perfect wants me dad. to or not. <laughs> <laughs> do you think social media will have a lot to do or any kind of influence on your success? Now you see a lot of, like, comedians on Instagram or just shooting different stuff at home now. And they're kind of finding success that way. Versus the old school method of like going out to the clubs and the bars and like really putting in the work to yeah. get the experience. Have kind you thought about that? Well, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not great at social media, but it's funny. A lot of the compliments you hear about people nowadays is they are great on social media. They're hilarious on Twitter. I'm not. I'm <laughs> sorry. I can't think of one-liners for Twitter most of the time, but I do follow a lot of people who do, and mm-hmm. I think they're incredible. Um, so I'm not relying on social media. I think it'll help, but I certainly don't put myself in all my eggs in that basket. What were your favorite TV shows or movies growing up? Oh man, Total Eighties, uh, <laughs> Growing Pains, Family Ties, all that stuff. Did you say movies too? Yeah. Oh okay. Coming to America, moving with Richard Pryor. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. those movies. Um, Better Off Dead. The One Crazy Summer, those kind of movies, just Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It still holds up. Do you, do you see yourself in some of your favorite comedians that you admire? I try not to because that requires having, um, what's it called, self-esteem. Where <laughs> if, I, if, I could, if I think that I can do now what, say, Bill Burr or Jim Gaffigan can do, then I'm just fooling myself. <laughs> and I'm setting myself up for failure. I don't know where they were 20 years ago. Well, I know Jim, they were, they were both doing what they're doing now 20 years ago. I don't know where they were when they were young, starting mm-hmm. out. But <laughs> no, I, have, I don't see myself. I, I, I pray someday I can be a fraction of what those guys are. What kind of comedy-related things have you done leading up to this point of, like, really making it official? Oh, uh, I have another podcast where I'm routinely a, a jackass. Um, routinely? <laughs> it's a weekly podcast that mm-hmm. I do with some friends, and basically I'm just... I've written uh, parody gangster rap songs. I've written a parody of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Um, <laughs> you read that in I, high school. I humiliate myself. <laughs> uh, quite a bit on other podcasts for the enjoyment of very few people. So <laughs> that has been my only introduction <laughs> to actual official comedy. Other than that, just shooting the shit with friends and 
coworkers. So this is a really big jump to like really yeah. make it official, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for a lot of people, comedy is like an escape from all the dark stuff that happens in life. Is that kind of how you found your attachment to it? Um, maybe. I mean, you can't cry when you're laughing, unless you're laughing, crying. <laughs> crying, laughing. I think comedy, as a spectator sport, yeah, it just enhances your the good parts of your life as it is. It also has a great ability to show you that other people also go through the same shit, <laughs> but they have a different outlook on it. And that's usually pretty healthy. They can take a, an unfortunate situation and make it into something funny and relatable. In that way, the performing of comedy is very therapeutic, and I hope that, that I get that out of it. Mm -hmm. How are you prepping for this? Like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone in particular that you're studying? You know. Oh, uh, I listen to podcasts all day. I listen. I watch Netflix stand-ups all day. <laughs> um, I have my favorites, but I listen to people I've never heard of too. Mm -hmm. I find that there's funny people everywhere. So mm -hmm. I mean that that's as far as as far as prepping. I, I begin a class on Sunday, and mm -hmm. I'm really excited to kind of get to work. And how does a stand-up <laughs> comedy class even work? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm looking. Is it like to improv? No, it's, it's stand-up. There are improv groups, and I'm going to join... I mean, I'm going to an improv class end of this month that's being offered... I can't remember where. Voodoo, I think. But, Voodoo uh, Donuts? <laughs> <laughs> Voodoo Comedy, same place I'm doing a stand-up <laughs> class. But okay. this one that starts Sunday is just stand-up. It's how to, I think, how to deal with stage fright, how to craft language to be funny and efficient. I know efficiency of language is something you hear all the time. Don't be too wordy. You gotta use words the right way. It takes months or years for comedians to master hmm. the wording of a joke. So you gotta get the language down. You gotta know how to use language. Okay. Hmm. What do you think will be the hardest part? The hardest part is going to be my very first uh, time getting up on stage and talking to people who are judging me. <laughs> because part of this class is before the showcase that's open to the public, <laughs> before that happens, you are put up on stage in front of professional comedians that have worked here and other places, people that have been on The Tonight Show, people that have been on had Comedy Central shows, very impressive people that live and work in Denver and they will be in the audience and you will do your act, and then they will critique it. <laughs> and I've witnessed it, and it looks like it's terrifying. It looks like it's terrifying? Well, I've witnessed it, but I haven't done it yet. Eventually, I'm going to be standing up there, and they're going to be addressing their comments to me based on what I just said. <laughs> and it could go either really well or really bad. Are you more nervous to do that in front of people you don't know or people you do know, like people your family? People do know. Uh -huh. Yeah, people you don't know, you'll never see again. That's, that's, that's easy. <laughs> it's the people you got to see every day. Mm -hmm. it's like, what if I just... What if your son is like, that was terrible? Well, I don't know that he's allowed in the club. <laughs> Maybe I'll workshop some stuff on him. Yeah, you got to <laughs> practice, try some stuff out. Okay. With my son, though, it's more like, oh, yeah, what can I do better? Bring it on. Let's work together. So, like mm -hmm. I said, he cracks me up. 
That's we, good. We do that when we drive. We're always just riffing off each other. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pick your comedy brain now uh-huh. with some other questions. If your life was a video game, what cheat code would you want for yourself? <laughs> the ability to fly, of course. Why? Why fly? <laughs> <laughs> because all the hazards are on the ground when you can't fly. And traffic. Have you driven in the city before? If you if you were arrested with no explanation, what would what would your friends and family assume you did? Oh, jeez, insider trading, I think. Obviously, I have a very opulent lifestyle. Rolex, Bugatti, all that stuff. I'm it, hidden in the basement. <laughs> don't even have a basement. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a fun question because mm-hmm. I've never done drugs. <laughs> I don't think they would assume I do. Hmm. Solicitation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given your current life status. Yeah. It must be some kind of solicitation. Desperation. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best inside joke you've ever been a part of? I have no idea. Coming up with things like that. You've been in fly. that many? <laughs> I can't think on the fly that fast. Inside jokes? All of them? I don't know. Even in know. all your PJ years, your photojournalist years, <laughs> no I can't, inside joke. Well, you, you just drop a bomb like that. I can't think of anything. What's the most useless talent you have? <laughs> oh, I have zero talent. <laughs> I have absolutely none. Uh, what do they call like, it? Like, can they, you uh, whistle a song or something? I don't know really. how to whistle. Not I always really. wanted to learn how to, like... I can whistle, but it's obnoxious. <laughs> I can't do it melodically or anything. I always wanted to do it melodically. You know, I'm, I'm more like, uh, what do they say, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> I used to consider myself a renaissance man when I was young because oh. I liked a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But the consequence of that when you're older is that you know you're not an expert in any of them. You know a little bit about a lot of stuff. Which is good for a few conversations here and there, but it does not equate <laughs> to a talent at all. I guess curiosity may be my strongest point. <laughs> okay, what else? Uh, what would be what would be on the gag reel of your life? <laughs> the gag reel of my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot like of, the funniest thing. Yeah, a lot of maybe in <laughs> a poor sport. Yeah. It would be a lot of people trying to play pranks on me and me getting like set, like mad and crying. I think that's a But you're the prankster. My, Were you a prankster? No, I could not take a joke as a kid. <laughs> I, I, I swear I had... <laughs> I had like no self-confidence as a kid, no self-esteem. Like I, I took any kind of prank so hard that I would cry. Um, <laughs> it... Probably went into my twenties. Oh my I, god! Before I stopped, like actually taking it personally <laughs> and realizing that it was a like a thing of affection with human beings. Yeah, it's a weird thing to do to people <laughs> that you like. First of all, uh, but yeah, I, I, a lot of me running off and crying would be in the highlight reel. And now you're a comedian. No, I'm not. <laughs> this is I, I will not label myself a comedian. No? What do you call it? I'm just starting to try something that I've always wanted to try. I call it trying something. I've what if you take off? What if, like, ne- Netflix calls you? Great. 
That would be awesome. You think you can handle writing a one-hour special for Netflix? I would try. (laughs) (laughs) All I can do is my best, but I'm very ill-equipped for that at this moment in time. I I don't want to come off like I have any kind of ego about this (laughs) at all. This is going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. Are you going to be more making fun of yourself? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. That's always been my style. One of the things I do in my job when I interview people is uh, if it's a woman and they're very uncomfortable on camera because (laughs) I'm a photojournalist, when I'm micing them up, I always say, you know, just ignore me. Actually, if I'm with a reporter, I'll mic them up. I'll tell them, you're talking to the reporter, just ignore me. All women do. (laughs) That usually gets a laugh out of them and that usually loosens them up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So self-deprecating humor has always been my specialty. Interesting. So is that going to be the focus of... I don't know, because I, I, don't, I don't know. Do you judge other people? Like, do you think you'll be the comic making fun of people in the audience? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's way too many things that can fire back at me. I, I, I should never be making fun of people. I have so many issues with myself. That if they pick up on one of them, I'm toast. That's what makes this run off and cry. the right feel for you, <laughs> is that you have issues. Having a box of tissues in the backstage will be my only rider if I ever take off. Only you're allowed to laugh at you? Is that the rule? No, it's more <laughs> like laughing at myself disarms you. But if you attack me, I have no defense against that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for people who don't know you, everything will be new. But what will people who do know you learn about you? Um, hmm. Most people have no idea, because I'm a pretty private person, that I do struggle with depression to a certain degree. Um, always have. I think since I was a teenager. Um, it's not so bad. I've read things from people that have it worse. I, I don't go into states of, like, where I can't leave the house or I don't sleep for days. It's nothing that severe. I'm not on medication. I did start seeing a therapist to try to f- work on myself uh, recently. I've not been diagnosed with depression. It's just something I feel fits mm-hmm. when I read about it mm-hmm. and apply it to myself. Mm-hmm. That's going to probably come as quite a surprise to a lot of people. Okay. And it's not the kind of thing that people come out and ask you. How you doing? Are you depressed today? Are you depressed? <laughs> yeah. How depressed are you today? So, being a combination of easy to hide and not something people want to oh, yeah. cry about. It, it's really, I think most people would be surprised. There's a lot of functioning depressed today. people. Yes. Functioning is the key word. I am mm-hmm. functioning, but I do have my moments. I mean, that's. <laughs> I feel like that's what makes it harder, too, is when you're self-aware of what's going on, but then you're working harder to kind of cover. You're trying to cover it and heal at the same time. Yeah, and you're trying to, I guess, use what you're doing as a way to heal. Is that what you're doing? No, well, I don't know. It's funny, when I started this idea, I started looking up all the comedians who were famously depressed, like Robin Williams was. Um, a lot of them on Twitter came out when Anthony Bourdain killed himself mm-hmm. last year. So 
I started looking into if there's a correlation between comedy and depression, and really comes to be that there's not. It's just, it, it's an unusually large sample size, but there's no reason that I can find to suggest that people who are depressed are funnier than other people. Mm -hmm. In fact, the opposite would almost academically be true. So, no, I, I don't think this is a cure or I don't think it is a result hmm. of depression. I think it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. a it's just all there. It's mm -hmm. just a coincidence. It's just a statistic. That's interesting. I really wanted to find it, too. I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find a reason why so many famous people are depressed. And there isn't one. Maybe they'll find it later. I'm not a psychiatrist. I think everybody is depressed in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Some people can just handle it better than others, you and know? Some people can handle it on medication. Yeah. I've always, I don't know. I have no reason to try to avoid that. I've always tried to avoid that. Mm -hmm. So I will do pretty much anything to not have to buy medicine mm -hmm. every month. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Let's see. What else do I want to pick your brain about? What fairy tale, what would some fairy tales be like if they took place today? In today's <laughs> modern technology and culture, like what? Oh, man. Well, like the, the Three Too Little movement. Bears. Oh, God. The Me Too movement has killed out every, I don't even know how you can have a kid today you and can't. read <laughs> any fairy tales. I think they're better off going back to the old German, the Grimm brothers, <laughs> where they were like sadistic, murdering children to teach lessons. That's true. I think that's better than what Disney has done with most of our fairy tales. It's true. <laughs> the Boy Who Cried Wolf. I mean, everyone can be murdered, but only women can be saved by a prince, apparently. That is very true. <laughs> hmm. What do you think will finally break the internet? <laughs> is it possible? Finally breaking Maybe the internet. Maybe I should say, is it possible? World War Three is the only is thing that's going to break Is that coming? Is that I think it's probably inevitable. And I think that when we crawl out of the rubble of it, maybe we'll decide that maybe we didn't want a lot of the things that the internet provided us. Right. <laughs> and maybe as a species, we'll actually be better off. I think so. I think social media has ruined us as a people. It's really horrible most of the time. I mean, it's exposed a lot of corners of life that people otherwise wouldn't have access to. Mm -hmm. But overall... And it gives an audience to people who really shouldn't have an audience. That's true. <laughs> if animals could talk, which one would be the rudest? <laughs> chipmunks, of course. A chipmunk? A chipmunk. I've got them all around my house. And they're <laughs> what would they say to you? They sit, on the, they sit on the garbage can and just throw shit out and just stare you in the eye. Like, yeah, it's on the floor now. It's like, they know I have to But they're so up. cute. Oh, they, they trade Alvin trade and on his that. friends. They trade on that. They have good PR. <laughs> but no. They they don't have on belly shirts and they're not <laughs> singing and playing the drums and stuff. It's not exactly my idea of singing. <laughs> the chipmunks did. But no, in my house we call them jerk rats. And um, the crowning achievements of my life was throwing a Nerf ball at one and hitting it from across the Matthew. yard. Matthew. <laughs> didn't get hurt. <laughs> It scared him. It startled him, but he didn't get hurt. PETA will be coming after you. <laughs> it was a Nerf ball. He didn't think I could hit him. That's why they perch on your <laughs> trash cans. He told all of his friends. <laughs> they eat a hole through the plastic lid of the trash can. Is that can. how they get That's there? The, yeah, Chipmunks do that? do that? 
No, oh, that little do I have hole? Sage? Yeah, squirrels. I meant squirrels yeah. this whole time. <laughs> you have slandered the chipmunks oh, for nothing. <laughs> ruined. This entire podcast is ruined. I was thinking squirrels, and I said chipmunks. I don't live in the woods. We have squirrels. Jerk rats are squirrels. The squirrels are pretty out here in Colorado. In Milwaukee, they're fat. They're, <laughs> they're fat here too. They're gray. Their bushes, their bushy tails are gray. It's not brown. They're uh, gray. Think, yeah, we must have a different kind of squirrel. Maybe, and they talk to you too. Everybody's fat, and they're everybody's <laughs> asshole. And they look at you. I don't like raccoons. How do you feel about raccoons? <laughs> I think you know pandas? this. I hate oh, I the love, trash panda. I love nature, nature's little uh, burglar. I love them. Remember when um, I first moved out here and they held yes. me hostage? I couldn't even come to work because yeah, the families. Yeah, you text me at like 3 in the morning. I, you couldn't get to your car because the raccoon was between you and the door. A family. Like <laughs> the mama was in the dumpster and the babies. And you don't come close to that. <laughs> That's what I learned on National Geographic. You respect the parenting. That's that's a good family unit. That's something humans need to learn from. I am afraid of raccoons. I'm afraid of humans. Because they I lack, am too. Because they lack a strong family unit in most cases. I would argue I, I have more reason to be these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What else? What do you expect to get out of this? You. Rich. Rich and That's famous. not what you expect. That's... <laughs> That's all the that's all I want. That's the only reason I'm doing this. Is this Rich and do you famous. think it will free you? Yes. In some ways. Richness would free me. <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Oh my god. I would do <laughs> like you know, Jeff Foxworthy just start paying people to write jokes for me and just get richer. <laughs> Have you ever written jokes for somebody? You could be a ghostwriter. No, I haven't. Do you know of any opportunities? <laughs> I wouldn't know where to find a thing like that. Ghostwriters. Do people seek out ghostwriters on the Craigslist? They might. Is Craigslist still a thing? It is. They took the solicitation <laughs> down. You cannot meet people. Oh, really? Yeah, they uh, changed that. They took Backpage down for a long time, but it's back again. It goes away and it comes back. And it's like the <laughs> State Department logo comes up every <laughs> time. <laughs> like, even when it comes back, I don't trust that I'm not being surveilled. So who do who do you want that. your fans to be? Do you want some back back page <laughs> <laughs> clientele? <laughs> back page has other stuff too. <laughs> like what? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked at it. That's but there's other tabs to click. <laughs> What's the worst insult you've ever heard about yourself? Wait, going back to that fans thing. Oh yeah, I did ask that. <laughs> yeah, it's always been my greatest fear. Like, <laughs> Like with Adam Carolla, who I used to think was really funny. I do think he's a oh, funny dang. comedian. When, he, <laughs> when he's not political, I think he's a really funny comedian. Mm-hmm. But when he opens the phone lines, I hate the hell out of his fans. <laughs> and I've always just thought, man, wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world to despise your fans? That's terrible. Like, you really know who you, you are want based your on fans. who you draw toward you. Dang. So I hope my fans are indicative <laughs> of me. I hope that they're smart. What if they're all nice. crackheads? <laughs> <laughs> then I gotta get my set evaluated. I don't know. Maybe it's the part where I throw crack into the audience. Right. That's drawing them in. Mm. It was a funny bit. Are you I gonna do that to get a, to fill the seats? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It really fills the floor more than the seats. Mm-hmm. You're throwing crack at them. <laughs> I don't know where to get crack either. Do the ghost <laughs> 
Is that still a thing on the street? They do cocaine now, right? They've Oh, are we back? We're high class. Yeah, high class, high class. The 80s are back. back Sniff and go. All right. <laughs> Sniff and go. <laughs> have you started writing? Yes, I have. <clears throat> I started uh, last week writing a bit that I will take with me to my first comedy class. And then they'll kick you out. Well, I'm... <laughs> paid the money so i don't <laughs> think they'll kick well shoot i already did pay it they could kick it's, me out it does say no refunds dang um it's at will just like employment I yeah i don't know what to expect from the first class but i wanted to come in with some material in case they say show us what you got and we'll build from there i'd like <laughs> to be one of the people who is taking it seriously and not someone who just came in and said i don't know you didn't tell me to do anything so that's funny. I've made some. I've made some notes. I've written some stuff. What kind of jokes can people expect? Um, <laughs> it's hard to say right now. Your whole life going, is a joke, right? Well, going through, going through <laughs> life changes. That's always going to be on the top of your mind, and you're always going to be dealing with it, whether you're writing about it or not. So I did some, and I tried to find a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So they're probably going to hear a lot about the uh, crybaby middle-aged guy, white <laughs> suburban guy. That, that'll be a lot of my act. <laughs> First world problems, I think that'll How be How suburban are you? I'm not that suburban. I am more urban than suburban. Water the grass every night, suburban? Oh, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> I'm an environmentalist, too. Um, <laughs> you can see my grass is not doing well in this this. Well, summer. that's everywhere. That's... <laughs> Yeah. Well, when I do see people with nicely watered grass, I just think, yeah, well, I can go to Europe if I want. You're paying 90 it's bucks true. a month in you did do water that. bills. So. Did you get any material over there? Um, I don't think so. That'd be rude to just make fun of, of them. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is I, I tend to make more fun of America <laughs> based on what You have a lot of do. material. I know, but you don't want to be that guy all the time. That's true. Kevin Hart just did a stand-up. I forget the name of it, but, you know, he remarried recently and has a new baby. He's not. Oh, he actually he is. You guys might be around the same age, actually. But he's laughing at himself. (laughs) (laughs) He does make fun of his height a lot. He does. That is one thing he's very good at. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he grown grown little man was one of his specials. Yeah, he has a lot of specials. <laughs> I feel like if anyone can make fun of you, it's you. I think so. And like, again, I think it's a way to disarm people who would be malicious about it. Hmm. I'm what sure else? Kevin Hart grew up all his life being made fun of about his height. What <laughs> so did you grow up being made fun of about? Uh, a lot of it was my weight. Uh, You're a fat kid. Yeah. You know, what? I, I, well, I went through a rough patch. <laughs> rough patch. About eighth grade, yeah. A lot of changes in my life. I moved houses, not schools, but houses, just far enough away that I lost pretty much all my friends. Um, nobody's fault. I'm not trying to, you know, things happen, circumstances happen. Houses need to be downsized. Mm-hmm. But I didn't handle it well, and I just kind of went. You started eating Twinkies? We were always Twinkies at my house. <laughs> Uh, we were loaded with junk food all Dang. the time and very little supervision. <laughs> I, I would have loved that. I could eat an entire box of cupcakes <laughs> or if I wanted. Nobody was going to stop me or question me 
make me go run outside. Dang, that's the life. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I put on quite a bit of weight around eighth grade until, you know. Then your height came in. <laughs> and then. I was never short. I was kind of in the upper average. I've always so. been short. I recently made 5'3 in the past few years. <laughs> Still growing. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I'm done now. <laughs> But up until your late 20s, is pretty good. <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to say how old you are? <laughs> I don't know. Depends on who's listening. Who might. <laughs> Mostly my family. <laughs> well. And then it's just in the background. Dang. At this point, it is. <laughs> I think we got the metrics for it <laughs> at this point. What else do you want people to know about you? Um, I have no idea. You Are know? you a good guy? Do you have any me too moments that you need to clear no. up right now? <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm pretty safe. I think I could run for president if I wanted to. I'm pretty Well, clean. You, you can do whatever nowadays. Yeah, but I don't think that any advisory committee would be worried about me. <laughs> I'm a very, well, I'll just say boring human Boring? Being. Yeah, you know, I don't have a whole lot of stuff. You can't be boring if you're going to be doing stand-up. I know, right? Maybe that'll be my thing. A boring comedian? I'm a boring guy. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender will love me. There's plenty of I really of those. drive traffic to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink. What else? What else, Matt? I don't know. Is that, is that all the questions you got? We blew through them. I think this is long enough. Right? How long has it been? Uh, 37 minutes. Oh, that's good. So. Do you have anything you wish to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about your personal projects? Oh, man. I don't want to put you on the spot. Coming soon. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you plug. If you want to plug anything, go ahead and plug I will it. not because that will put pressure on me that's that exactly I probably need. That's what you need. That's Damn what I'm doing with this. That's, that's what I'm doing. I am Mine is a lot more depressing than yours, Holding though. myself accountable. Yeah. Yours is fun. That's true. Mine is boohoo. <laughs> they will need you after listening to mine. Oh, they'll be on repair, but <laughs> <laughs> with yours. Oh, uh, you're going to single-handedly change the gun lobby. Too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hmm. All right. Anything else? Okay. I, think, I don't think so. All right. Well, that's it for episode number one. Uh, I'll be back next week after my first um, stand-up class.